Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, this is Behind the Silk Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you once again. It's Tuesday night. It's just after 9 p.m. Where else are you going to be? I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be sitting here with me, as always, talking to my big brother, Rich. How's it going, Big Brosco? It's going. Still not breathing in (laughs) that sweet smell of victory. No, it's been, it's, this is, this is three in a row now, you know. Not just three games, but then three shows that we have to come on and do this. And yeah, it's, I tell you, you remember what I said last week? I mean, well, let's just, let's just start it right now. Remember what I said last week? I'm like, the Steelers could not win this game, but still show some encouragement. And I think they did in some places. And in some places, but not it's still like, Come on. And that's kind of the stuff we're going to talk about. Not enough encouragement to make me feel good about, you know, (laughs) what's coming up. Come on. Yeah. But you know what? We're still going to watch the games. Uh, And not only that, I know where I'm watching the game this week. You know where you're watching the game this week? Yeah. Just, you know, take my my hanky with me to wipe (laughs) The wipe here from the my nose bleeding. Yeah, for your um, nose bleeding. Yes. Yeah. Unless something changes, I got a lot going on, but unless something big comes up, I'm going to be watching from section 122. That's where I'm going to be on Sunday. So uh I should probably go ahead and warn people because Jeff Hartman didn't warn people and then they were upset that he wasn't doing the post-game show last week. I'm not going to be on the post-game show this coming week because I will be in section 122. And um you know, ready to get back to the stadium. Haven't been there since I was able to, you know, spoon Brian Anthony Davis. So uh, ready to get back and 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 take in Heinz Field because I, I need that reminder. But anyway, back to this. What I was saying last week was, <laughs> you can still take some stuff from this game from from the game. They could they, the Steelers could still improve, but because of the matchup they had, they could improve but not win. I'm. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, Buck Dancer says he's going to come to Section 122. Come come looking for me. I, I, I should probably go ahead and give people this disclaimer. 
if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook and you see the Kylo Ren mask behind me that I wear to games, I'm not going to have the mask this week. Um, it's been two years. The last time I went, they gave me a hard time. I had to go to three different gates to actually get in the stadium because they kept turning me away. And I'm taking my son to his first game. And I need my focus to be on making sure my son is good and getting through the gate, not if my helmet's getting through the gate. And because I don't park at the stadium, I can't take it back to the car. So I'm just like, I'll take one for the team this time. Leave the, leave the mask at home and see if I can, you know, even talk to a security guy and say, hey, you guys go let me through with this. Okay. I, I know Bully Mob Kennel. He's he's gonna he's part of the 122 crew and he's gonna be there Sunday. So hopefully we'll get to be able to, to, to see each other there. Back to what I was saying. I'm gonna ask you this question right off the bat. Do you think the Steelers played better in week four than they did the previous week? A little bit. Yeah. At times. At times. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. At times they played better than they did the previous week. Um, consistency. I mean, they scored an opening an opening drive. They, they, they scored points in the first quarter. They scored points on the opening drive. And it was a touchdown. My goodness. It was everything that we had been waiting for for a long time. So, so but – did I? I don't know about you. I didn't get overconfident in that moment. Did you? Did you like no. this? Is nice, but it's got to keep rolling. So, yeah. What was the? When was the last time they'd scored on their opening drive? The last time they scored on their opening drive was in Week Ten of 2020. That was the against the Cincinnati Bengals. They scored a field goal on their opening drive. Okay. When was their last touchdown? That was against the Tennessee Titans in their bye week. Meaning in week seven, it was supposed to be their bye week when they played the Titans. Um, if 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 you know what I mean. So that was the last time that they had scored a touchdown on their opening drive. Okay. So Just was waiting to see because I teed it up for my son, but I'm guessing he might not be out there in the live chat right now. <laughs> teed it up for you, kid. What yeah. more can I do? Yeah, well, sorry about that, but uh no, do do you know what he decided though? What's what? What's his decision? Both of the 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 last two times the Steelers have scored on their opening drive. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know what Kyle was doing at the time? Um, he was filling in, helping out with uh, with the knee jerk reaction article. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying. Okay. He was he was saying maybe he should help out more often so Steelers can score, you know. <laughs> yeah, but if, if they hey scored on their first drive is Garrett great, but if you're not going to win the game, it, it you know it? it's 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 a step in the right direction of getting there, but where it didn't show complete ineptitude ineptitude on offense to start the game, but you've got to still put it more together. I'm going to go as far on a limb that I thought. You know me, I'm an offensive line guy, and I thought the offensive line had their best game of the season. Dan Moore Jr. did not, but the rest of them collectively did. Kendrick Green by far had his best game as a pro. Uh, yeah. Kevin Dotson was doing – was not – he wasn't tear him up Kevin Dotson that we saw in the preseason or last year, but he was probably had his best game before he was injured. Um, Joe Haig played admirable admir – Say the word for me. Admi 
<laughs> no, I can't get you to say it either. No, why am I why am I pronouncing things for you? That's why really good. He played really good. He played admirably. <laughs> admirably. There we go. Okay, he played really good. Um, in other words, he made me say I don't care about a comp pick because I don't know if people realized it. If Joe Haig plays less than 25% of the snaps this season, the Steelers could possibly squeeze out another compensatory pick in the next draft. But but if, if you're going to get that much better play at that position, it's more important to have that. I don't know what the plan is. Do, was not do you know what the best back. part of I'm Joe Haig's sure. game was on Sunday? What's that? I didn't notice he was out there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like Trey Turner, the only time I noticed him was when Ben had the ball knocked out of his hand. But if you notice, Turner was blocking his guy, and he was between him and Ben, and he had him. The guy just reached over his shoulder and tapped the ball and tapped Ben's elbow to knock the ball out. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's not like he got beat, you know, where his guy got past him. That's the only time I really noticed Turner. Um Right off the top of my head, <laughs> next thing you know, someone will trigger a memory. Like, oh yeah, there was that. But uh, I thought the offensive line played better. I'll be honest with you: if the offensive line would have played like that against Cincinnati, that might have had a different outcome. You know, that part of the game. But the problem is, there's a lot of things that the Steelers need to need to fix. There's a lot of things. That it's that you're going to have lots of things you need to fix early in the season, no matter what. But when you're one and three, those things are magnified. And some of those things are the reason they're magnified is because they're already huge. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, I got to bring one up. Uh, I thought it, they said it. I thought it. So yeah. I'm bringing it up. Dave, said, Dave that's getting that's, beat. What did someone got their arm? When, I you, mean, when, when, when you're close enough that someone can reach over you and knock, knock the ball no, out, basically, was, then, you he, know. Right, he's the right guard, okay, and he went over his left shoulder. If he went over his left shoulder, that's not where the quarterback should be. You know what I'm saying? That's not to me. That was, and you're like, oh well, he's stepping up in the pocket. Okay, well, he stepped up in the pocket. You know, I I, I kind of get that, but if you're going to step up in the pocket, you probably don't want to, as a you know, as a right-handed quarterback, not step up to where you're right. I mean, no joke. Ben's right elbow was almost in the back of his lineman's helmet. You know what I'm saying? Where if you're stepping up into the pocket, you know, and I, and I don't, I'd have to go back and triple check it. I don't feel like he had nowhere else to step. But the thing is, people say that's getting beat. Try coaching offensive linemen. That's not getting beat. That's not getting beat. Um, when 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 some because it, it in other words, you're saying. That if a defender, if you block a defender out of a play so well that they can't get anywhere close to the quarterback, step back from you and jump up in the air and hit the ball, that you got beat. That's not you getting beat, okay, as an offensive lineman. That's, you know, you would say, well, why didn't you get I've literally, and we've seen it, defenders drop off the line of scrimmage and then knock a ball down. So it's it's things like that. So that's just kind of beside the point here, but there's a lot of things that the Steelers need to fix. And, and tonight's show is, is titled is the Steelers biggest problem. The first thing that needs fixed. So what we're going to do is basically looking at this past week, we're going to identify some of these problems. We're going to come up with, you know, 
maybe some solutions, possible solutions, and then say, hey, is this something that can be fixed or does something else have to occur first? Um, that's okay. how we do it. So, okay. Sorry, sorry, bad. The show's going long tonight, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it is what it is. You know, we because you know what? We're still going to give everyone time to uh, to give us their scores at the end. So we'll have a good time with that. So, Rich, right off the bat, okay. Other than, well, no, I'll I'll tee you up. I'll let you say the obvious thing that you really want to say that we're then going to expand on. What's the biggest problem with this team? The biggest problem with this team is we're not winning. Yes, they're losing. That's the obvious problem. Okay. That's the obvious problem is, is that they're losing. And that's kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because it's kind of what I hinted at last week is you might be able to fix things against Green Bay and yet still not win the game. Okay. But you know what? That, that was against Green Bay. Now you've got to fix things and win the game this week. That's what it comes down to. It's just gotta, gotta get down to that. So I don't, I, I don't know this week, anything shy of, I mean, you know, you don't want to take too many moral victories. Like oh, so-and-so played better than that. This, it, it needs to all be there to get a win. So I think the first, I think you're right. That's the number one thing that needs fixed is you got to win, even if you got to win ugly. So, all right, good night, everyone. We're done. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I mean, obviously that's what you need to do, but what other things do the Steelers need to improve on and try to fix in order to give themselves a better chance of winning? Now they obviously can't fix the official, the, the officiating. You know, you can fix it to a point where you don't commit any fouls. But even when you don't commit a foul, sometimes they'll throw a flag anyway. So let's go ahead and get your thoughts on that one there, Rich. What 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 were your thoughts on the uh blocked field goal that wasn't from Sunday? I thought that Pittsburgh bat dad today said it best. Mm-hmm. When he said, Aaron Rodgers, better give us that Jake from State Farms number because we got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> I I had an article out there about it today. I said, it's one thing to blow a call as an official because you didn't see something. You know, they, they changed the rules about temporarily about what you could challenge because of in the NFC Championship game, there was a there was a blatant defensive pass interference. And they just didn't call it. They just didn't see it to call it. My question is, how bad is it when you call it when there was nothing to see to call? That it was, I mean, and I feel that Tony Romo summed up why the official threw the flag. He threw the flag saying, oh, wow, they really got off the ball. There's no way they got there that fast. They must have been offsides. Flag. You know, did you actually see them go off sides or did you just assume they couldn't get there? That that drives me nuts. That got, really I've drives me nuts. I've got my own theory on the call, though, and it's okay. not that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The entire right side mm-hmm. of the Packers line reacted so slow yeah. at the snap of the football that 
the referee made the call based on the line on that not side, the ball. not the center. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't see the ball being snapped, you know, how can you say that someone left before the snap? Yep. You know, you can't, you, you, you gotta see the ball. It was, it was, that was, that was brutal. That was rough. And not only that part uh, of the reason, hope- if you go back and look at it, the guy, the, the outside blocker, he didn't, you had, you had Joe Hayden going outside and Minka Fitzpatrick going inside. And he was so confused at which one to try to pick up. He didn't, he didn't do anything to either of them. He didn't even do, do anything to either of them. So it is what it is. So let's get back to what you're talking I hope that referee gets fined because, you know, whoever made that call should get fined because that's, that's really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it it's one thing if you're getting a questionable call on on a hold or even those pass interference calls. Yeah. But an offside call should not be missed that badly. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was a 10 point swing. And I talked about it in the article today. I said, yes, you could easily look at the score and say that the Steelers lost by 10 points and how that would have been different. My point was Steelers fans and the Steelers themselves, but even, you know, Steelers fans who've been waiting, you know, you know, watching this team, invest in this team, you got robbed of a second half that you, that you would have, that, that you really wanted to see. And that is what, how that would have played out. When's the last time the Steelers had a lead at halftime? When's the last time the Steelers had a lead at halftime? I'll tell you this, they lost the game. That was against the Washington football team. It was. It was the last, it was the game that broke the streak. They even had a lead at halftime. But ever since that game, the Steelers have not had a halftime lead since that game. They were going to, and it would have changed everything for both sides. Both sides. That that it that everything would have played out differently. It just would have completely played out differently. So I would have, the thing is, I would have loved to have seen that game. I would have loved to have seen how the Steelers responded to having a halftime lead, but we didn't get to because it was taken away on a, on a, on a call that just shouldn't have been made. It really, it, it really shouldn't have been made. I'm not going to say, and for all I know, the Steelers would have lost the game even worse, but I still would have liked to have seen that game. If you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So that's just just had one of those things you have to talk about that happened to me before. So what's so if the Steelers need to win games, that's also what they need to do. Where are you looking for them to win games? Meaning this past week, the offense parts of it looked better. On they, the Steelers had their best, in my opinion, and we have a vertex coming out about this. The Steelers had their best game running the ball of 2021 in week four. They did. Um, yeah. Najee Harris averaged over four yards a carry. Um, he only had one play where one rush where he didn't gain yardage. Rush. Got to make sure I say rush. We're not talking about little pass dump offs because don't, don't get me started there. Yeah, we'll so, so I thought they rushed the ball better, but they had other parts of their game that they didn't have. The defense. I don't think the defense was nearly as strong. Um, well, the defense hasn't been the same since Buffalo. I mean, that's that's easy yeah. to identify. Um, 
Poor TJ Watts had a very poor PFF grade, but I mean, he, the guy's fighting back from injury. It's something that is probably going to continue to hamper him for a couple more weeks. And he's out there fighting and still managed to statistically pull off two sacks, if you know what I mean. Um, although it was on the quote unquote trip. And then another one was where Rogers gave himself up and Watt was the closest guy. But I mean, he's still out there fighting, even though. Um, did TJ seem like himself to you? No. Yeah. 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 So Sean, Sean Manahan puts $2 in the tip jar and says any ref wrong that bad should be fired. And I, I have to tell you, uh, you this. Know, I, I don't want to say it fired. wasn't that it was, it wasn't that it was so obvious. This it, it's that they didn't expect the Steelers to do that. Well, it's like the Troy Palomalu timing jump. You know, would you have been shocked if an official would have been so taken off guard that, that Troy got such a good jump on the snap that they would have thrown the flag, even though later we would have found out they were wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's almost like the Steelers played that so well, they felt like they had to have done something wrong. That ref shouldn't be fired for this, but you know what? He should be under a microscope from here yeah. on out. You can't make those kinds of mistakes and expect yeah. to stay in the big leagues. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So there's some things with the defense. There's some things with the offense. What What do you want to? What do you think? If we're going to ask the question of of the biggest problem, if the biggest problem is the first thing that needs fixed, what do you What do you want to put in contention out there as being one of the biggest problems? One of the, oh, um, it's got to be quarterback play. Yeah, it's got to be your quarterback play. Okay. What's what anything specific stand out to you? I, I'm I'm seeing two major things. Okay. Accuracy mm-hmm. and decision making. Yeah, pretty much. You've nailed it out of the park that, but I think most people realize that. It's yeah. the the accuracy is how do I say inconsistent. You know, like what a nice throw on the 45 yard touchdown pass. But I still say maybe it's a little bit easier confidence-wise to throw that ball knowing it's a free play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the question is, if, if Ben can throw the ball that like that because it's a free play, what's going on in his mind that he's not doing it when it's not a free play? Right. Why'd we miss Juju? Yeah. You know, when some some places saying, you know, he could have caught, you know, if he, he would have had to make an amazing catch. And the thing is, there was if you look at it, you're like, oh, well, maybe he could have caught, caught that first one. You know, that's what some good wide receivers do. But you know what? Good quarterbacks don't make you have to make a play like that when there's no reason to throw that ball there. You make that play when the quarterback has no other choice but to put the ball there because you're not open otherwise. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, he could have just hit him with the pass and it didn't happen. So, yeah, now about the decision-making. Let's go to the fourth and four. I'm pretty sure it was fourth and four, fourth and five. I can't remember which four. one. The one that was behind that with the, the pass went behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. There's a lot to break down in that play. But the biggest problem, the biggest problem was that you could tell the decision was made where to go to the, with the ball before it was snapped. Before the snap. Yep. Before it was snapped. 
The decision was made where to go with the ball before it was snapped based on the defense. And this is something I would think Ben Roethlisberger would have enough pride to realize, you know what, teams teams just think you're a fool right now. They think they can just, that you're not going to change your mind based on what's actually going on, that they just show you something before the ball was snapped, knowing what you'll do, and then they do something else. And you keep falling for it. They're got to be laughing at you, Ben. Those They're probably sitting in film rooms, dissecting what you're doing, and just cracking up laughing at, at, at what they can get you to do. They are completely dictating what you do before you snap the ball. And then they're just acting against it. Come on, man. Realize that's what they're doing. Whether it's you, whether it's your quarterback coach, whether it's the offensive coordinator, whether it's, whether it's head coach, realize that's what they're doing and fix it. You look at that play. How wide open was Pat Fermuth? Oh, uh, <laughs> I could have made that throw. And I can't even throw overhand because of my shoulder. And I think I could have got Fermuth that ball. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's crazy. And but and like and like Daniel H says when he puts a dollar ninety nine in the tip chart, he says Rogers Brady make those throws. You're right. You're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. What I my point with Ben in that throw was people were like, well, Juju could have caught it. Yeah, but that but the ball that's not where the ball should have been. There was no reason to have to put the ball there. You know, if that was the only place to put the ball, then Rodgers and Brady would have put the ball in the same spot too and, and expected the receiver to catch it. But that wasn't the case. Those other quarterbacks, they're going to actually hit that receiver and give him a much better chance to catch that ball in stride going to the end zone. Because if Juju made the play on that ball that he ended up having to make, I don't think he gets the end zone either because he would have had to, you know, like stop, turn around, go up, if you know what I'm saying. And what yes. would have killed his momentum running to the to, to the touchdown zone? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there was no reason to put the ball there where it was. Um, I'm still thinking of that first one. That's the one that's that that sticks out in my mind. That you know, some people said he maybe could have caught the second one. I don't know, but I almost feel like, and it's I don't I can't say that it's every play that Ben decides what he's doing before the snap. It depends on the situation going on. It depends on the down, the distance, the look the defense gives him. But it's almost like the defense knows, hey, if we if we give this kind of look, he's going to make his decision now. And if he makes his decision now based on what we're playing, this is what he's going to do because that's what he's trained to do. And then yeah. we're going to stop it. Yeah, we're going to convince we're going to convince him with our pre-stamp look to dump the ball off to the running back behind the line of scrimmage. So yeah. there's so the running backs then got to pick up at least six or seven yards on fourth and four. Um, rally to the tackle. I mean, gee whiz, we yeah. saw two. I mean, we saw it two weeks in a row. I yeah. mean, what is there to say? And that was it. Was this was a stat shared by ESPN's Brooks Pryor that according to ESPN's stats and info that Ben Roethlisberger is the first quarterback in 20 years where they've been keeping track of these things to complete multiple fourth down passes for negative yardage in a season. Meaning you completed the ball and got negative yards on a fourth down play more than once in a season. And he did it in back-to-back games. I mean, I mean, fourth and 10 for, I mean, if that was, 
fourth and one. We talked about this on the on the post game show. So I'm going to ask you your opinion. They're like, what's what's the point in making that throw? What's the point of making that throw? My what my argument was is I'm like, well, Ben knows if he gets hit or if he gets tackled, then they definitely can't make the first down. So why not at least get the ball to the outside to a player who he would at least have a chance to maybe break something, even if the odds are low? My answer was, wouldn't it give you, you know, being the math guy, you're a math guy, you know, wouldn't it give you better odds to just throw a 50-50 ball right off the snap to somebody that's beyond the sticks? Wouldn't that actually be a little bit better odds? So what if they pick it off? So what if it's knocked down? It's no different than what you did throwing it two yards behind the last scrimmage. Correct. And throw up a 50-50 ball. Maybe you get a DPI. And maybe that was more of a play that they would have wanted to run, but that's someone that you're looking for, Chase Claypool. He's your your know tallest receiver in that in that instance, but he's not the only one that they could use to do that. Um, I don't know if they have much trust in Ebron right now to do those kind of things. Maybe that was it. I don't know, but I'm frustrated to an end. Strong, yeah. (laughs) There you go. My the biggest thing with him is he's not he's not that tall receiver. You know what I'm saying? He'll go up and muscle it away. He'll go up up and fight for it though. Yeah. So my thing is, is I almost feel like a defense could give Ben Roethlisberger a look to where it looks like, oh, I can't go to Juju. I'm going to have to go quick over here. And they could literally take the, take the guys that they had that made the look that Juju wasn't going to be available and run them completely out of the play somewhere else and leave Juju wide open with no one even on his side of the field. And it wouldn't matter because Ben's already made the decision by the time he's caught the ball and he would never see it. Yeah. So I don't know if this is this is the question I'm going to ask you what you think. Is it a Ben Roethlisberger processing thing or is it their actual scheme and play design of what to do in that situation? And I don't know the answer to that. Is Ben doing it because he wants to or is Ben doing that because he's told? Don't know, for, <laughs> don't don't know for certain, but I have a feeling it's because Ben's doing it because Ben, as his career has gone on, prided himself in being able to read defenses pre-snap, and for yeah. a while that made him really good until teams yeah. have figured out that they could they could basically make up his mind for him pre-snap. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like when you know coaching high school football when you have a team that every time you see them run a certain type of motion where they run a receiver back into basically motion into an H back but they're going to snap the ball as he's moving and they run a sweep to that side because they're doing a crackback block every time you see that motion you know what play is coming and you jump to it we we would scout that we would do that and what do you know every time they ran that motion hey look what plays coming let's be ready for it and stop it this is the nfl it's so much more in depth that they're like hey if we give ben roethlisberger this look this is what he's going to do even if we do something different after we give him that look so that i like i said don't know if it's ben or if it's 
the scheme and philosophy, and you're wondering the truth, don't care. Don't care. Fix it either way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's Ben, fix it. If it's a problem with what you're scheming and saying, hey, when you see this look, throw it quick and do this, then stop doing that. Okay. We're going to go ahead and take a break because we got a couple other things that we'll talk about that needs fixed. We'll talk about, you know, what we were getting into how things need to get fixed. And then we'll talk about the order, you know, of how things could be fixed when we come back in the second half. Um, and I also have another important question for you right whenever we start. So uh, make, make sure you're here for that, Rich. If you're here on the audio side, go ahead and um, click on over to part two. If you're here with us on YouTube or Facebook Live, we'll be back in just a couple seconds. 